listening to the Life Edit Project podcast, where busy, ambitious high achievers get the tools they need to fight overwhelm and overthinking with balance, self-mastery, and a positive mindset. I'm your host, Elizabeth Burroughs. I'm serving up bite-sized truth bombs in a judgment-free zone based on my perspective as a life coach, wife, mom, and recovering overachiever. We keep it real over here, which usually means some combination of insightful, entertaining, and a hot mess express. So if you're looking for perfection, look elsewhere. But if you're still with me, let's dig into this week's episode. Good day, good people. Welcome back to the Life Edit Project podcast. I'm super excited. This is a very special episode and I legit have no idea how this is going to go because this is special for two reasons. One, this is my very first episode of this podcast with a guest and it's a very special guest. The guest happens to be my husband, Travis Burroughs Jr., Say hi, babe. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I have no idea how this is going to go, but I wanted to invite my husband onto this podcast and I wanted us to just have a conversation. I want to talk a little bit about marriage and I want to talk about marriage, both from the context of somebody who wants to be good at marriage. So I actually think a lot of what got me into coaching is the motivation, the desire to try to be a better wife. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but I also would love y'all to kind of get a peek into just me as a person and some of my more personal side of things, which means my husband is a great place to start because he is literally my partner in life and um, we're raising our daughter together and all that stuff. So I guess I should introduce you, babe. All right. Um, okay. What should I say about my husband? So we are basically the same age. He is four days older than me, which doesn't really matter until it's time to celebrate our birthdays. (laughs) That, that seems to be the only time we actually think about that. Um, because it means that if we're hitting a milestone birthday, we're both approaching our milestone, but four days is like long enough where like one of us might have a birthday on the weekend and the other birthday is in the middle of the week, which makes it bizarre to try to figure out when to celebrate. And if we want to do different things for our birthdays, it means we have to compromise or it means we have to celebrate twice. So that's been, that's been interesting. Um, what else about you? When it comes to how long we've known each other, I can honestly say I don't remember meeting you because I've basically always known you. Right, right. You you want to tell the story of how we met? Um, I was around like eight years old, summer camp, uh, Delray Beach, Florida. It was probably, uh, was it at the Civic Center or was it at Atlantic High School? Oh, it was definitely at the Civic Center. Okay, Civic Center right there in Delray. Um, I met this young lady i knew what i wanted and <laughs> that was that was it you know I, I knew what i wanted at an early age and that was pretty much it <laughs> so if just in case you didn't catch that we met when we were jitterbugs we were young and we didn't go to the same school but we went to the same summer camp so we saw each other every year only during the summertime basically and from the time that we started going to camp together, this man 
has been telling me he loves me and that he was going to marry me. And he was shameless about it. Mm-hmm. Shameless. Mm-hmm. And like, this is an age before I was even liking boys. And you will follow me around kind of like a puppy dog. I don't know about no paper, but I don't know about all that now. Hold on now. Don't do me like that. But, you know, like I said, you know, I knew what I wanted. So, you know, I just had to get you on board. That's all. And how long did that take to it get took you about, on board? You know, it took about 30 years. But, hey, <laughs> you know. I, was it that long? It, it wasn't quite that long because we were still, we were in our late 20s when we got married. Right, right. So, it, so it took a solid 20 years. Okay, okay. It took a solid 20 years. Okay. And... Um, now we've been married for 12 years. Right. So when when I let you tell a story, you say that we have been married for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I tell the story, I, I like to observe the natural timeline of our actual relationship. Oh, okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, we <laughs> both have our stories, but, you know, my 30 years is going to stay 30 years. So, uh, the first question I kind of had for you was, when did you know you wanted to marry me? And I know you would say when we were like eight, but we didn't actually start dating until we were in our 20s mm-hmm. and we had reconnected. And so, once we started dating, when did you know that you wanted to marry me? Whew. That was a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to think about it now, but... Whew. So while you think, okay. <laughs> I'll tell the listeners kind of how long we dated and whatnot. Okay. So it was sometime in 2009 mm-hmm. when we reconnected and we started hanging out as friends first and we would just kind of hang out, you know, grab drinks, watch movies, just hanging out. Um, we did that for a few months and um, then it was... By December, so it was August, I think, when we reconnected, and by December, by Christmas, I get. It I had now. introduced you to my parents. I got it now. I you got, got it, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a, I was in a bad place in my life, um, and you came through for me in a way which I never expected anyone to. And when you did that, it made me realize that hold on, I, I got something special here, and. Um, you know, the career that you had, you know, you were stable in your career. Um, me, I wasn't, I was still finding myself trying to figure out, you know, what I was trying to do. And you basically showed me a way and, you know, I wanted to better myself. So I decided, you know, if somebody can change your life like that, you know, it's a reason. It's a reason why people come in your life like that. So. You know, I just saw it as a sign and, you know, I always told myself I wanted to marry you. So this was just the perfect opportunity. I said, not opportunity, but, you know, just the, you know, it was the right time to do it. You know, if I was going to marry anybody, it was going to be you. I didn't want to marry nobody else. Everybody else is stupid. So. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Or whatever. So 
I remember that. So that situation, that was the same time. That was around the same time that I introduced you to my parents for the first time. Okay. So basically what you're saying is the moment we got serious enough for you to meet my family. Yeah. At that moment, you knew you were going to marry me. Or that you that. want it to marry I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. It's like Christmas time or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I introduced you to my parents on Christmas Day. All right. So, by the way, y'all, if you are planning to introduce your boo thing, somebody you're dating to your family on a major holiday like Christmas, and Christmas is like the majorest of holidays over here in our house, um, that means something. My family took it very seriously for me to bring him around and invite him to Christmas when they had not even heard his name before that. Mm -hmm. They knew that I was spending time with someone. But I hadn't shared anything about you because I, I guess I wasn't too far removed from another relationship that had ended. Uh, that guy had gotten to know my family a bit. And I didn't want to do all of that if it wasn't serious. And so, you know what? I'll say that that's a big difference when I started dating you. So I, I was always the kind of person that was not very good at casual dating. I, I don't think I ever, well, not never. Before you, I hadn't successfully dated casually. I would just get into relationships. And none of those relationships worked out, as evidenced by the fact that I'm here with you. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> they, they weren't the right ones for me. But I think every one of those relationships that I had before taught me something about myself and taught me something about the kind of guy that I wanted to be with. And I always knew that I wanted to get married, that I wanted to be somebody's wife. And I knew that I wanted a good husband. So I was raised in a two-parent household. My parents have been married. They're still married. My parents have been married for over 50 years. And I got to witness a very loving and healthy relationship between the two of them. And my dad, I'm a daddy's girl, so my dad is the best and I wanted to marry somebody, not like my dad, but a man who would give me the kind of marriage that I saw my dad give my mom. And it takes a special kind of man with certain values to do that. And when we started dating for real, I recognized fairly quickly that you had the values, that your values were completely aligned with mine, which is why I was comfortable introducing you to my family, even though I wasn't sure. Like, I think by that point, I wasn't quite sure how serious you were about me and whether we could go the distance, but I knew you weren't playing with me. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it was like when you, when you wanted me to meet your family, I mean, I was literally locked in with you. You know, it wasn't... No, no side things, no none of that. It was just all about you, and I wanted to make sure that if I was gonna meet your parents, boom, this is what I needed to do, which was not be distracted by anything else, but just to focus more on you, and that's what we did. It's definitely, definitely what we did. So you met my parents that Christmas. Um, by the next Christmas, we were so serious. Um, I halfway expected a proposal around then, uh, but it wasn't until that February that we actually got engaged and then we got married in July, the beginning of July. So if y'all are counting, that's like a year and 
couple couple mangoes. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like two mango seasons from us reconnecting <laughs> to us being married. Two mango seasons, y'all. <laughs> yep. So we we didn't take a long time. Um, I remember I remember when I knew like it hit me with sudden clarity that I was gonna marry you. You when we first started dating, you were renting a place with your cousin. Mm-hmm. And at some point the lease came up for renewal. And I remember you telling me that you had the option to renew for another year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say this to you at that time, but in my head immediately I was like, Oh no, if you sign another year lease, mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen? Because we're gonna be married before a year's time is up. And I, what I'm not gonna do is move in with you and your cousin. Right. I I remember knowing that so deep down. And I think by then, like, obviously you had, you had told me we loved each other, right? So we were having that conversation. We knew we were serious, but we hadn't actually had the marriage conversation and we hadn't had a conversation about timing and all of that. But I knew with such clarity that we were absolutely going to be married in less than a year. And so I don't remember what I told you about the lease, but you decided on your own not to renew. And uh, I was living with my parents. You decided to move in with your mom. Right. And she gave you what? Yeah, my mom, she told me, she said, I'm going to give you seven months. I said, all right, cool. So she gave me those seven months and, you know, she allowed me to really, really save, 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 save. And I want to say it was before then. No. Oh yeah, before then you proposed. Before then, yeah, oh yeah, I proposed, but um, I don't think I may have taken the full seven months. I I, I really don't remember, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't just, think so. I don't think so either. I just remember getting this condo and jumping in here and waiting for you. So I think 12 years, we've been married 12 years now, and 12 years is a long enough time for us to have to make life decisions. 12 years is a long enough time for good things to happen that we get to celebrate together. 12 years is long enough for bad things to happen that we have to support each other through. And 12 years of being with one person is enough time to have to figure out like how to be with someone long term and marriage has taught me so many things and I think it's also changed so many things about me one of the things that I think I have had to learn as your wife is when to back down versus when to like stand my ground or assert myself because by nature, I'm a peacemaker. By nature, I like to compromise. By nature, I am um, yeah, a mediator, I would say. And it's not, it goes against the grain for me to, I don't know, pick a fight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And there were, it took a few years into this marriage before you literally had to tell me, like, sometimes I need you to check me (laughs) because I would stay quiet over so many things because I was always choosing, you know what, if I'm going to pick my battles, I'm just not going to choose that battle. Right. And and, and yeah, you know, that's, that could be annoying, you know, for me, because I'm like, 
Yo, don't sit up here and just try to play peacemaker all the time. Nah, man, cuss me out, man. Let me know what it is, man. Because it's like, I need that. You know, I don't need somebody that's just going to be like, oh, well, okay, it's okay. Nah, I don't need none of that shit, man. Just go ahead and just let me know what it is. And, you know, that's how I process things. You know, cuss me out. It lets me know where I need to be. For those of you who are listening and you think that he's joking, he's not. We literally had a conversation where he told me, cuss me out sometimes. And uh, I'm, I'm not a pot. I don't have a natural potty mouth. I, I don't I don't I'm not really a cusser. <laughs> but I do remember the first time I kind of cussed you out yeah. and your reaction. You laughed so <laughs> hard. <laughs> and whatever it is we were arguing about, like you were like, OK, I got it. It's over now. Move <laughs> on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sheesh. And I think for me, the takeaway was just that when you're in a marriage, everything you do can't be for you and about you. Like the way I show up has to be for your benefit as well. Not everything, but there are times where I have to choose to show up in a way that that gets us where we're trying to go instead of just what keeps me comfortable. Because sometimes what works for us is not what works for me if I were by myself. Correct. And learning that difference between like you, me, and me, me, and then us, Mm -hmm. and knowing that what's good for you and what's good for me might be different than what's good for us. But that choosing what's good for us is always good for me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, is there anything that you feel like you've had to change about yourself since you got married? Almost oh, definitely. I've had to change almost everything about me, you know, but I wanted to change for you. You know, I seen, like I said, you know, I, you know, you were doing well. You know, I was at a low point and, you know, you want to surround yourself with people who are doing good. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it ain't hurt that you were fine. <laughs> I figured, hey, let me get it together, you know, not only for her, but for me. And, you know, I want to say that's probably one of the biggest transitions that I've ever had to make. But one of the best decisions I've ever made was change. And I'm glad that you helped me change. Um, Did you ever feel like I pressured you to change nah, in any particular way? Nah, nah, not at all. You never, hey, you need to do this. Trey, you need to start doing that. Like, you never told me what I needed to do, and that was something that you know I don't like being told what to do. Like don't don't te- don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Let me figure this shit out on my own. And if I need you, boom, I know you're gonna be right there for me to help me. Um, but you never pressured anything. You know, you just let me do me. And I never had anybody like that. That was just go ahead, do you, Trey. You know, I'm gonna be right here for you. I love you. And you know that's you know, that was that was big. That was big. Like, no pressure. It wasn't never know what time you coming home. Like, it wasn't no text messaging and calling me and blowing my phone up. That's like, never been my like, style. Aggravating. I was like, bro, hold on. If I aggravate you, it's going to be a different way. <laughs> I was like, you know, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be times where i say, hold on. Wait, hold on. She ain't even text me, man. Hold on. What time it is? And I call you and you be like, hello. I'm like, oh, what's happening? You know, okay. Cool, cool, cool. You know, we good? Yeah, we good. You know, but I, you know, that was something that, 
you know, happened a lot, you know, growing Before up. Me. What? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I'm talking about phone just, where you at? Text message pulling up on you. I'm like, man, I'm at the high sleep. You know, but, you know, with you, it was it was nothing ever like that. Still to this day, you know, hey, Beth, I'm going out. All right, cool. You know, whatever time it is, is, is you know, you ain't calling me. You ain't checking on me. You just know I'm out doing what I'm doing and I'm going to be home. Every now and then I might send a text message, like, if you're substantially later than what I thought, just to make sure you're okay. Yeah. But, I mean, one of the things that's foundational for our relationship has been trust. Right. Um, like, I, I mean, I've known the, the passcode to your phone forever. Mm. You look, you it's still the same. It is. And my daughter know it now. That's crazy. <laughs> I ain't changing nothing. Why? I, I've told you the passcode to my phone, but I you never remember. use it. So I don't remember for what? Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but like the the trust of just what I say is what I mean has right. always been where we stood. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a different question for you Go ahead. so has there been anything in in marriage that has been either harder than you expected or easier than you expected the hardest thing is one my profession and what i do you know it attracts a lot of little babies <laughs> Okay, and, uh, y'all. So my husband is a <laughs> a personal trainer, a fitness coach. Um, so he exercises a lot and he helps lots of other people reach their fitness goals in lots of different ways. Which and, and he spends most of his time these days working at a gym, a really five star, high class gym that is in kind of a well well off area, yeah, a wealthy area. Yeah, yeah. So you attract a lot of attention from the ladies? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Cause you're so sexy. Hey man, I'm fine. <laughs> Him, but uh, you know, it, it's you know just to, that that professionalism that I have to have, especially from you know my past, you know, and with the ladies. So uh, <laughs> you, you you weren't a one woman man Hell before nah. me. Hell no. Nah. What? <laughs> For what? Nah, man. Nah, nah. But uh. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. That, that's interesting. I don't... That's that's not a challenge for me. I don't know if it's one. I, I don't feel like I get flirted with a lot. Um, I told you why. I, I don't know why. I told why? you why. They know me. There are strangers <laughs> Whatever. who don't know that we're married. Whatever. They can look at you and it's like, <laughs> you walk like you married. You <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nah, I ain't finna mess with her. No, nah, no, nah, she look like she got somebody. You know? By the way, y'all, my husband, he's hes not just handsome. He is also big. he He's, he, he can look intimidating. So he's a big dude, bald head, beard, covered in tattoos. Looks like he eats weights. You're not a small guy. You take up a lot of space. No, thank you. so i believe him when he says that the ladies flirt with him quite a bit i definitely believe that um i don't i i think just between the careers that i've had the jobs that i've had the places that i've gone i feel like i'm not often 
in places where I'm around people who would be attracted to me. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe I'm the kind of person that doesn't realize when someone's flirting with me. Yeah, that tray repellent. I, I sprayed you with that tray repellent. <laughs> Every time I leave the high, you've been here asleep. I spray you with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so the, you know, not getting distracted by other people, that hasn't been a thing for me. I will say what is harder than expected I think in the beginning, this is one of those things that I, that just really almost wrecked me that I've gotten a better handle on now, but it doesn't make it easier, is the fact that when you are so close to somebody, you are also your most vulnerable with them. And so because you are my husband and you are the man that I love and you are the one whose attention and affection I want and you are the one that I am doing this whole life journey with, you are also the one that has the most access to my tenderest parts. And as much love as there is between us, it's also very easy for me to be wounded by you. Gotcha. Um, And I think we've had some version of this conversation over time. Um, actually, I think in the first year of marriage, oh my gosh, I cried a lot just because you were uh, not always careful with your words and you were not generally serious about anything, but I didn't know that. Another thing on that too is like, we didn't live with each other. Oh, right, like, y'all. Like- we We got married. We went to a hotel room that night. The next day we flew out to our honeymoon with Puerto Rico we came back from the honeymoon and we moved into, well, I moved into the condo that you were already living in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and neither of us had ever lived with Ooh. anyone before that. Never. Like roommates, but not like someone we were romantically involved with. Listen, no females I ever lived with. Ever. Ever. No. So just learning to share space with somebody like that. Oh, you're in my bed every night and we share a bathroom and like I come home and you're here. Like you're always here. This is where you are now. <laughs> that, yeah, that was definitely an adjustment. Um, and just learning how to be in such close proximity with somebody that's not the family that you were born into. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big adjustment. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, try to start wrapping this up a little bit oh i have two questions for you too so this one because i'm curious and i wonder if the folks out here in my podcast land are curious too what is it like being married to me now that i am a life coach um it's definitely helped me with my business um like i said i'm a hothead i say what i want um but having you as a mind coach and my wife you know i'm i'm getting little little tips from you um better understanding everybody else um versus just calling everybody stupid like i always do <laughs> um you know you give me a better perspective uh i get you know a, a lot from these people when i'm talking to them now um for example um somebody else, little things um i get a text message Hey, Trey, uh, what time is my session? I told you on Friday your session was at 2.30. Like, well, I got to keep. But with you, you, I'm like, okay. 
I would send a text message, it would be come off so rude, but now it's like 2.30. And I just leave it like that, you know? And for me, that is a huge adjustment. Huge. Huge, because, like, people get on my nerves. And if I tell you something once, okay, that's it, you know? But I'm starting to understand now that I have to tell people things more than once. And even though that's a trigger for me, by me <laughs> elevating and growing and understanding, guess what? Instead of that, uh, instead of getting mad, I'm getting money now, and it's, it's different now. It's, it's it's way different. It's like, am I gonna not get this client because of my feelings, or am I gonna get this bag and just say, all right, it is what it is, you know? But I figured out that it is what it is, works, hmm. you know, and. Do I ever get on your nerves? Absolutely. With the coaching? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely you get on my nerves, you know, but you know, I, I married you. You know, I couldn't marry nobody else. Like I couldn't allow anybody else to aggravate me. I couldn't I can't allow anybody else to annoy me. You know, um it it's it's everybody else I ain't got time for, it, but for you, it, it's okay. You know, I mean, you get on my nerves. It, you aggravate me sometimes, but love you. I love you too. You know, it, <laughs> it's it is what it is. You know, I don't want to do this with nobody else. You know, I'd rather be aggravated by you than aggravated by anybody else in the world. Oh, that's sweet. Is it? It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, before I ask you my last question, do you have any questions for me? Because I didn't necessarily mean this to be an interview. I felt um, like this should be a conversation. What changes have you had to make during our marriage? So I already mentioned that like I had to be a bit more assertive. I had to practice speaking up even before I felt like a fight was necessary because it's not just about my comfort. It's also about giving you what you need. And you've been very clear in saying sometimes you just need to be checked. Mm. Um, so that, that's been one. What have you learned? Oof, I have learned that I am not as considerate as I think I am. I have always believed, and I still think that I'm a great communicator, where if there is a conversation that I'm trying to have or someone's trying to have with me, that I'm capable of finding the common ground and and getting the ideas across, right? Or making sure that I'm receiving whatever the person is trying to communicate. However, that does not mean that I am automatically good at considering your wants or your needs or your perspective when I am making my plans. And I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, how like even when I think, oh, I did a good job at considering my husband with this, like I am learning that I still have so much room to be even more considerate of you. And honestly, I think consideration is one of those underrated skills that people need for successful relationships, because Mm -hmm. with marriage, the only way this works long term is if we choose each other every single day. There have been, I think, several opportunities where we could have grown apart if we weren't choosing right. to grow with each other on purpose. Thanks. There, there have been so many opportunities where either of us could have made a decision 
that was just for us, mm. just for our individual selves, and stopping to consider what a decision means for us right. instead of for me right. can change everything. Right. And I don't think we've done it perfectly, mm-hmm. right? But I think we've done a really good job of choosing each other. Right. And I, what I know for sure is that you strive to choose me right. and I strive to choose you. Right. And sometimes we have to remind each other, hey, even if you feel like I haven't been considerate, like it's us. Right. And even remembering that, like when I feel like you haven't considered me or when I feel like, oh, I didn't do a good job considering you, even reminding myself that the intent behind it is still for us can be helpful. I'm still a work in progress, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, last question for marriage in general. If someone were thinking about getting married, getting married, if someone were thinking about getting married, what kind of feedback or advice would you have for them? Um, if you're arguing before marriage engagement boyfriend girlfriend that shit ain't gonna work Ooh. if you're insecure about things during your relationship boyfriend girlfriend it ain't gonna work um if trust is an issue while dating it ain't gonna work um i feel if you're not willing to share everything with that person in a relationship, uh, if you feel like, you know, I'm bringing everything to the table and she ain't, guess what? It's going to carry over in your marriage, so it ain't going to work. Um, I, it's a couple more. I'm just getting a little stumped right now. but um, no, That's really good. What I heard you say is... Marriage doesn't fix whatever problems are in your relationship yeah, before I you mean, get married. If y'all living with each other before, I mean, I just, I just don't see myself living with somebody, you know, before marriage. Like, that's crazy. And it's... That's because you don't like people in your space. I mean, you tolerate me in your space because you married I mean, me. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just honestly feel like if you living with somebody, you should be married to them. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be... Not fully committed to one another, but definitely have a better understanding of who you're dealing with. You know, um, I knew who you were. You know, I know what you stood for. You know, I, I knew your value. Um, I knew, you know, your morals and all that other. You know, I understood you. You know, um, now I understand. Yeah, you don't like smoke. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, dang, if. If I know she don't like smoke, why would I bring it around her? And still to this day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm going to hit that joint and I'm, I'm going to be off to the side because I don't want you around that. You know, if that was something that was established early, why would I try to, years later, I'm going to try to sneak it in. You know, I ain't never smoked in this house. You know what I'm saying? Just because you don't... And I've never told you to not smoke. Right, right, right. So it's like, you know, I just yeah, yeah, I just go out there in that, you know, in that patio area and get right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I just I try to keep it from you um, because of the mutual understanding. I mean, you, you told me and I, I understood, you know. But 
for somebody who's like continue to poke that bear. Mm. Nah, don't continue to poke the bear. Nah, just you know, understand what this person needs, understand this person's, you know, and you know, and that that's just that. You know, you deal with it and you know, I love you enough to not do that around you. I love you enough to, you know, think about what I do before I do it. You know, because it's like I say, man, you know, it's me and you. I want you. So I'm willing to do anything I can to keep you. You should see his eyes. He means it when he says it. No way. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one thing that I would tell anybody considering getting married is that marriage isn't just a partnership. It is also a ministry. And by that, I mean marriage is a service. You don't get married to serve yourself, to serve your own self-interest. You get married and you're committing to also serving your spouse for the duration. And service can take on many different forms. And over the years, it will, it must, because life comes with so many different seasons and challenges. But sometimes serving you as my husband means fixing you a plate if I don't feel like it. And sometimes serving you as my husband means rubbing your feet, even though I don't like your feet. And sometimes serving you as my husband means shutting down my phone, even though I'm really absorbed in whatever it is that I'm doing, right? To give you, to to make you feel like I'm available for your attention, conversation, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and that and that's that that is challenging because ministry also comes with sacrifice. You are giving up something that means something to you in order to gain something else. And and in order to benefit someone else. And if you're not okay with making that kind of choice with giving up something that means something to you in order to benefit someone else then marriage is not for you it work <laughs> marriage is not for you leave it alone leave it alone yeah leave it alone don't try to get into something that oh just because my mom and daddy was married for 50 years we right. got to oh we got to do this oh just because we have a kid we have to get married oh my just gosh, because y'all. we this right here, we got to get married. There nah, are so many man. bad reasons to nah, get married, man. and obligation is right at the top of the list. Like, Any kind of obligation <laughs> is right at the top of the list. Devotion is a much better reason to get married than devotion is much better than obligation, one hundred percent. Um, yeah. All right, I think this was a good conversation. I don't want this to go on forever, so we're gonna wrap it here. But y'all, uh. Uh, to my lovely listeners, thank y'all for listening so much. Do me a favor. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you're listening now. Follow to make sure you get all the future episodes automatically. And of course, if you would be so kind, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is that you can rate and review this podcast because it helps other listeners find us. And 
Because this was a special conversation, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Tell me, did you learn anything about me that was surprising? Do you have any other follow-up questions from my husband that I can toss his way and come back to you with? Um, do you want to know more about what happens in the Burroughs household? Tell me your thoughts. And um, we can certainly, I'm sure in future episodes, I'll talk more about relationships in general because I coach lots of clients on dynamics of relationships. Um, So because we're communal people, right? So we're social beings. So we live in relationship to the world around us and the people around us. So relationships come up. Uh, that That's a great reminder. If you want some support in living your truth in your relationship, in improving your relationship with your spouse or other family members, life coaching can be a great resource for you. Tap the link that is in the show notes to book a free sales call with me for one-on-one coaching. I would absolutely love to talk to you about how my coaching services can help improve your marriage or any other relationship in your life. So that's all for now. I hope you'll have a fabulous week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Life Edit Project podcast. I'd love to hear what your favorite moment or key takeaway was from this conversation. You can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to let me know. My handle is at Life Edit Project, all one word, in all the places. My social media is linked up in the show notes to make it easy for you. Holla at your girl. I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, don't just stay busy with the life you have. Get busy creating the life you want.